are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey everybody, Matt Derry with you. It is Locked On Lions for another day on an August 5th Wednesday into Thursday, August 6th. Welcome in to your Detroit Lions podcast, which you listen to each and every day right here on Megaphone, iTunes, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for joining us and tuning in today, coming up on the program today. Yeah, we got to talk about it, and you guys have responded to it on the Matt Derry Facebook fan page. Kelly Stafford goes off on the National Football League, except Kelly Stafford has beef with the wrong person and the wrong people. Plus, uh, I have uh, some thoughts on uh, that as well. We'll get into what uh, the Matthew Stafford wife thinks of the NFL's <laughs> testing system for COVID and everything else, and and how they uh, uh, let people know about positive and negative tests. We'll get into that momentarily as Kelly went off last night on Instagram. Also, the Lions have made one of their players healthy and moved him uh, off of the COVID-19 injured list. We'll tell you who that is. And an ESPN NFL prognosticator likes the Lions. Another person telling you to bet the over on the Lions at 6.5. We'll play that audio for you coming up on the show today. You can find us on Twitter at Derry Speaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks, at Locked on Lions. Also, the Matt Derry Facebook fan page, as I mentioned before. All right, so uh, all eyes and ears are certainly on uh, the one, the only, Kelly Stafford, the uh, wife of Lions quarterback Matthew Stafford, who last night uh, hopped on her Instagram and decided to go off on the NFL. As you know, yesterday, as we talked about on the show, Matthew Stafford tested positive for COVID, at least everybody thought. Turns out it was a false positive test. As the Lions announced yesterday that he tested negative six other, or five other times. And so they deemed the positive test on Friday to be a false positive test and that he was negative and that he's been cleared to return to the team. Yesterday, Kelly, his wife, who's a noted Instagrammer and um, certainly can be bombastic at times online when she has opinions on things, and the mother of four children, and uh, someone that is uh, extremely valued in our community, said the following, quote, The past four days have been somewhat of a nightmare. For 24 hours, we believed my husband was positive for COVID. We were all tested the day after. And we were all negative, including Matthew. Then he tested negative again, then again, again, and again. After a second negative, we were made aware of the false positives and how this was one of those cases. I've been losing my mind because of how my family has been treated since my husband was put on COVID IR. Even after we knew it was false positive, our school told us that we were not allowed back. I was approached in a grocery store and told I was endangering others. My kids were harassed and kicked off of a playground. I was told I needed to wait in my car when trying to pick up food. And people closest to us had to get tested just so they could go back to work. And that's just to name a few things. <laughs> I don't blame these scenarios on any of the people directly involved. I understand where they are coming from, but I do blame the at NFL. I blame the at NFL for not holding themselves accountable. These are people's lives and livelihoods that are in those results in their 
test sites. Maybe we should be absolutely positive a person has COVID before releasing that info to the world. I'm sharing our experience because I don't want it happening to any other family that plays for this league. We are thankful for all those who called, texted, emailed, and showed concern for Matthew and her family. Your thoughts during this strange, difficult time are greatly appreciated, but we are all absolutely fine and feeling great. Thank God for that. End quote from um, Kelly Stafford. A couple of things. Number one, the NFL did not, she's mad at the NFL, except the NFL COVID list doesn't tell you much other than someone's on it, meaning they could have tested positive or they could be around somebody that tested positive and been in contact with them. That's it. Being potentially exposed and a precautionary measure is why they announce who's on the list. They don't ever put out there publicly, at least the NFL doesn't, and I'm I'm defending the league here for a second. The NFL doesn't publish who tested positive and who tested negative. Somebody might leak it to a reporter. And in this instance, I believe it was Tom Pelissero and then Albert Breer who had those stories. So somebody within the organization, somebody within the league could be, I mean, we don't know. It could have been somebody close to Stafford. Could have been somebody close to Kelly who got the information and elected to leak it to reporters. So going off on the NFL and saying they're not holding themselves accountable, on this one, I'm sorry, Kelly, you're wrong. I get your frustration. But as far as ripping on the NFL, no. Her beef should be with the people who leaked this Friday positive result. That's it. And, you know, I, I read some of the Facebook uh, comments that, that, that people threw out, and I'll read some of those here in a second because many of you are fired up about this, and I, and I understand it. Um, I do. I think that for a lot of us, this has been a pure and unadulterated hell for the last few months. And we thought we were going to be in the clear when uh, Governor Whitmer and other governors in, in the country, um, you know, elected to open things up. Um, some governors opened things up way too early. Florida, um, Georgia. I mean, there, there are some states that are an embarrassment. Let's be honest. I, I'm not putting Michigan on that list. I think we've done pretty well. Um, some of you might disagree. and, and I'm, we, we can get political on here if you'd like. I'm not interested in that. I'm making a point. My point is this. Kelly says it's been a living hell for the last couple of hours, uh, days and everything else. But for some of us, what's been a living hell is having to deal with some, some, some major, major issues, I, 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 including losing our jobs, all right, including losing people to death, to COVID. Um, that, to me, it just in my opinion, is a little bit more... <sighs> it's a little bit more important and a little bit more uh, cause for a headache than if you get harassed at a grocery store. I mean, yes, I feel for Kelly. Yes, the system's no good. I, I understand. it. But what about people right now that are in serious trouble financially? What about people right now that are, are working and putting them, their lives on the line um, 
in the hospitals, the first responders, interacting with people that have the virus. Those people have more of a beef than, than, than the quarterback of a gazillionaire, uh, the wife of a gazillionaire quarterback. And some of your comments are interested. Uh, Joe Williams wrote in on the Facebook page, Matt Derry Facebook fan page, not every grievance needs to be aired publicly. Then Larry Ward went opposite and said, that, that a girl, you tell him. This whole thing is getting out of hand. Erin Pender, I agree with her. She has every right to be upset. Um, Chris Buchanan, she's not wrong. NFL is an absolute clown show. Ryan Brown, I get she's upset. Four kids under five thinking they might have COVID, but I've got three kids and number four sometime before Halloween don't have nearly the resources the Staffords have. Feels like she's crying rich a little bit. Hell, if I was out of work two weeks, we couldn't even go afford to go to a grocery store, let alone get yelled at for it. I think Ryan actually brings up a pretty good point. I understand her being angry and upset. I do get that. And people are mean. You know, Julie Fazola wrote that on here. People are just mean. Glad they are all, all healthy. Nobody should have their kids go through that at the, at the, at the park or at the, uh, the swing set or whatever. That, that's, that's brutal. That, and that is, that is weak sauce in a big way if her kids were kicked off a playground. All right? But again, like I said, there's a lot of things worse than the kids getting kicked out of the playground. All right? My, my, my daughter is a little bit immunocompromised. And we've had to agonize over the decision or our choice to send her back to school or not. All right? That, that, that's been hell for me. More so than, you know, people yelling at you at the grocery store. Like you said, Stafford's have it pretty good. Um, but she's entitled to her opinion, and it's her page. She can put whatever she wants on there. All right, some decent, good COVID news. We'll tell you about that coming up next. Uh, between never-ending uh, laundry cycles, incoming emails, you've got plenty on your to-do list, right? You're swamped. Give yourself one less thing to worry about and let DoorDash take care of your next meal. You want Chinese food, pizza? Who wants pizza? Someone's craving, uh, craving frozen yogurt. Well, there's something for everybody. On DoorDash, all right? They're the app that brings you food that you are craving right now, right to your door. I said it the other day. My son works for them. He loves it. Ordering is easy. Open the Ash, the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. All right? All your favorite restaurants are still open for delivery. So just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite place, and your food will be left at your door. DoorDash deliveries are now contactless to keep community communities we operate in safe. Right now, our listeners, Lockdown Lions listeners, can get $5 off and zero deli- uh, delivery fees on their first order of 15 bucks or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code LOCKDOWN. That's $5 off of your and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code LOCKDOWN. All right? Don't forget, that's code LOCKDOWN for $5 off your first order with our friends at DoorDash. All right, uh, what's going on, everybody? It is a Wednesday. Some pretty good uh, Lions news that has uh, come across uh, today. And this is, you know, look, the Lions need to be, it's, it's, when you look at the season and where this thing is headed, it, it's going to turn out to be the team that is the healthiest all year that is going to succeed. You know, it's, it's the way of the world right now. 
How many players are going to test positive for this virus? This virus isn't going away, despite what certain people uh, that live in certain white houses in D.C. say. This thing isn't going away. So Kenny Galladay today was activated from the COVID-19 list the Lions announced this morning. He was placed on the list last Wednesday and now has been reactivated seven days later. Now, again, the COVID-19 list is used to denote players who have either tested positive for COVID or have been in close contact with someone who has. Um, No one had reported that Kenny Galladay had the virus. There's no leaks on that one. He was just placed on the list last week along with T.J. Hawkinson, Amani Oruwarie, and a couple of other players. Kenny Galladay is a huge, huge part of this team and a huge part of this team's offense. This team needs number 19 on the field, healthy, and performing. And we talk all the time about Bob Quinn players and the fact that he has not drafted any pro bowlers, although Kenny Galladay made the pro bowl last year as an alternate, then got in the game. But when you talk about first-team All-Pro players or Pro Bowl players, you know Bob Quinn inherited Matt. Or Matt Bob Quinn got Matt Prater, but he hasn't been a Pro Bowler with the Lions. Bob Quinn inherited Matthew Stafford. Bob Quinn inherited Darius Slay. And you look at the drafts, especially the first-round picks, and you don't see anybody that you go, "Wow, that guy's a stud." You hope Frank Ragnow is that guy this year, entering his third season. You say, "Man, we've got a pillar. We've got a rock." right there in the middle of our offensive line, and people like him so much he was named the Pro Bowl. That would help Bob Quinn's case. But the third-round pick from a couple of years ago, Kenny Galladay, has turned some heads. Led the NFL in touchdown catches last year. It was over 1,000 yards again. Big, strong, fast. Does it all. And has really come into his own as a guy that many people believe is a top-flight receiver. Now, has he made the top 100 on Pete Prisco's list? No. Did he make the top 100 on NFL Network's list? No. But when teams game plan for the Honolulu Blue and Silver Warriors, they're game planning for Matthew Stafford first and Kenny Galladay 1A, 1B. They know we've got to take him away. He's a serious weapon and really the next guy that could be that breakthrough player for the Lions. And they haven't had enough of those guys. They just haven't. You know, I'm reading all these Jared Davis stories today because he met with the media yesterday. Jared Davis has gained all this weight, and Jared Davis is is inspired by Jamie Collins, and Jamie Collins is going to be good for Jared Davis and all this stuff. That's great. But Jared Davis was a first-round pick, and the team didn't pick up his fifth-year option. Could you imagine letting a player walk after four years that was a first-round pick? When you could have held on to his rights, and obviously he would have made about $10 million in 2021, but the Lions are saying, uh-uh. Now, maybe he has a big year and he re-signs. Could be. And he gets a long-term contract done if he plays well this year. But Jared Davis has not considered a good football player. And again, that's a first-round pick. But when the team announces that Kenny Galladay has been activated from the reserve COVID list, that's huge news. It means he's not sick. It means he's healthy. And he's got to stay healthy the whole season. Lions have a decent receiving core, but they have nothing next to Kenny Galladay that is even close. Marvin Jones is a good player. 
Danny Amendola is a good player. Quintez Cephas they like. You know, maybe one of these other young receivers comes up and, and does something, which would be great. But Kenny Galladay, he's he's a beast, KG beast, as our buddy uh, Mike Vanderpool, Heart of Alliance fan, called him. All right, when we come back, you're going to like this audio. Um, one of ESPN's guys who is kind of their gambling prognosticator um, that they utilize. And again, gambling's become more of a more of a deal here. But ESPN NFL prognosticator Mike Clay, or as he's known as Prison Mike, was on the Even Money podcast uh, earlier today with Ross Tucker. And they were talking about teams and gambling and over-unders. And you'll like what he had to say about the Lions. We'll do that coming up next. You're listening to Lockdown Lions. All right, so here's that audio I promised you. Mike Clay from ESPN on the um, Even Money podcast with Ross Tucker. Take a listen to this. It's good for the Lions. I'll give you uh, two situations here that I liked. Uh, the Chargers under seven and a half. I'm not. I've I've been known to be on the Chargers bandwagon the past few years as they uh, progressively improve. Not this year. I'm surprised with their quarterback situation. What what their line is here at seven and a half. But you, if you go under, it's plus one eighteen. So I like uh, that one a lot. Uh, New England under eight and a half is plus one eighteen as well. So I think that's interesting. But I'll also point everyone to. The NFC North, I'm wondering what you guys think about this. You know, I'm kind of on Detroit this season. I think they're uh, kind of an average team, but I think that's the case for the Vikings and the Packers as well. So there's a lot of interesting numbers here. The Bears under 7.5, the Packers under 8.5, the Vikings under 8.5, they're all plus money if you want to take the unders there. And Detroit uh, is off the board right now. I believe that's because of Matthew uh, Stafford being on the COVID uh, list right now. Uh, but their line was right around 6.5. Uh, you know, if you can get the over on that, uh, assuming it comes back in that same range, I think that's interesting as well. All right, there it is. The podcast is called uh, Even Money. Ross Tucker, Mike Clay. And Mike Clay from ESPN. <laughs> How about that? More love for the Lions. He says take the over with Detroit at six and a half and take the under with the three other teams in the division. People like the Lions. National people. Like the Lions. Wow. Lions getting a lot of love. But again, if Matt Patricia, the coaching staff, the players, police themselves, stay healthy and can field a competitive roster every week and other teams screw up and lose players to COVID or whatever it is, the Lions' schedule, the way it looks, Detroit should win some games. This is year five of your general manager and year three of your coach. So... Starts with a healthy quarterback and a defense that has just got to get stops. But there's another prognosticator that likes Detroit and says, take the over of six and a half. They'll win more than six and a half games this season. We've been brought to you today by DoorDash. We'll come back tomorrow right here on Lockdown Lions. Thank you for listening, everybody. Talk to you again soon.